Step inside these hallowed halls of the Red Light Library, where us librarians review short erotica. It gets the short end of the stick when it comes to criticism and review because, well, in the end, it's porn. This podcast reviews adult content that has frank discussions of sexual content, adult language, and, well, basically anything under the sun that certain publishing houses will allow. If that's something you can't legally listen to or don't want to listen to, back out now. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. My name's Gavin, and I'm joined by Victoria for a very special Valentine's review. Hello. Your first story on the Red Light Library was ghost-themed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not actively, like, super into ghosts per se. Like, I feel very neutral about ghosts. If the stories on the show that we've read were going to sway me in either direction, I think I'm, like, being turned off by ghosts. I'm still yeah. looking for something actually good that is ghostly. But, I mean... Look at the cover of this thing. Today we're talking about My Valentine's Day Ghost by Anita Thorne. And the cover features a, I suppose, hot model in bed. And then a photoshopped nude man in the background holding a rose. Meaning to look like a ghost. But it just looks like a really, really, really apathetic ghost. (laughs) He doesn't want to be there. He looks like a like mod podged scrapbook project. Like yeah. he doesn't look ghostly, he just looks like a black and white photo collage. Um, it looks like a color photo someone used a preset filter on. And the word ghost in the title looks like it like somebody just took it on their iPad and used the like yep. darken tool and just wrote it in with their finger. Like I thought, it, like, at first glance, I thought maybe it's like, oh, it's kind of like, you know, when you write stuff on the mirror when there's, like, shower That's exactly steam. what I thought. But it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't track because they're in a bedroom. Yeah, if this was on, like, a, if they had taken a stock photo of, like, a mirror, and it would have looked cool, it would have made sense. They even kind of, like, draw down the bottom of the S to make it, I don't know, like, like there's dripping. Right. It doesn't work. There's not even, I was like, oh, oh, I get it. There's going to be a, the only way they communicate is by the ghost writing in the mirror. Nah. (laughs) Model guy also looks really European, I guess is the only way to put it. Like, he looks (laughs) very Slavic and he's got like, not a rat tail, but definitely like some mullety action going on. Um, Which could make sense if he was supposed to have maybe like died in the 80s, but like... He, like his appearance, spoiler alert, his appearance doesn't get mentioned at all. Not at all. I like, but then like this cover really does a bad job of making us anticipate that. The model on the cover of the book looks like he listened to House right when we had the term (laughs) of what House was. You know, I listened to Electronica. (laughs) God, he looks like he's going to be <sighs> squatting in a tracksuit at the end of her bed. <laughs> so, <clears throat> we open the story 
with um Carrie, who's not important. Uh, but it's Valentine's Day, Anna. Carrie whined. I honestly don't really care about it being Valentine's Day, though. It simply means I should order pizza and watch bad movies until everyone stops being choked up on love and romance. Anna replied. All right, fine, Carrie pouted at her and trotted off to her cubicle. This isn't even the end of the beginning paragraph. and It's all in the been, same paragraph. It's all just like a run-on sentence of different people talking. It's so painful to read. Uh, Anna swung her knees back under her desk and looked at her monitor. A pop-up window brightly flashed. Meet real adult singles now. With a goofy-looking Cupid holding a bow and arrow. Mm, she sighed. Glancing at the clock, she felt relieved that there was only another 30 minutes until she could leave this hoarded desk job. There is important information in this opening, and all of it is squandered on this messy, weird, dream logic writing style. <laughs> I just, there's a couple things I need to point out. Like, first of all, what fucking year is it where you're getting pop-up ads? Second right. of all... What on, your it? Work on your work computer exactly the <clears throat> only place in this day and age where you can get pop-up ads are fucking porn sites so who's fucking looking at porn on their work computer huh <laughs> uh and this anna is not a fun character i don't like i i i guess it's meant to be anna is the sort of movie definition of like a hard-working single woman. She's she's a career woman. She doesn't have time for love. All that kind of Hollywood horseshit. Sure. Except there's nothing... The problem with this story that we we will find as we go through it... To create a believable world, you have to know when to give details and when to let the reader's mind fill in the blanks. Exactly. She tossed her keys into her purse as she prepared to go. You know what's not fucking important? Her keys. Her keys do not come up at any point in time. We can infer that she has car keys. Seeing Carrie picking up her purse, she called, Hey, can I still go to the party tonight? Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go back to the key thing. Why were her keys out of her purse at work? Uh, well, you see she had to open something wrapped in plastic, and they're not allowed to have <laughs> knives at work, so she had to pull out her keys. Uh, and then uh, that's also how she got the pop-up on her computer, because keys. <laughs> and in that 20 seconds, Victoria has put more effort into writing this friggin' story than the actual writer. Uh, so basically, Anna... Anna's friend is like, yo, want to come to this Valentine's Day party with me? There's going to be some hot people there. And Anna's like, sure, I guess. So Anna goes to her apartment to get dressed for it. And that's when we really get into the story. Which means of this like 12-page story, two pages of it are useless. Because it's just set up for her. Oh, a woman is getting dressed for Valentine's Day, but I also need an excuse for her not to be engaged so when she doesn't leave, it's fine. The thing is, is that, like, you're absolutely right in that, like, a lot of this is useless. And I think there's, I think that a mistake that a lot of erotic authors make is that they pay more attention to the setting and the world building than they do the characters because all you really yep. need is character mm -hmm. motivation you don't need super detailed like minutiae in order to get there it's it's all about 
why are the characters doing this and feeling this way? We get this like half a paragraph about Anna trying to park and having to park two blocks away from her apartment. And she calls everyone who takes up all the spots assholes. Uh, I question if parking's that bad, why she, because I like, it gives the impression this is in generic city. Uh, why didn't he take the train? She's parking. She's having problems with that. She then walks into the apartment building, and as she does, she passes through the ghost because we the first mention of a chill when there shouldn't be one. And that's fun. Like, I like that concept. The idea that the ghost kind of just finds her. It's not necessarily, this thing haunts her apartment. Woo. Sure. Right, because then you don't have and, to explain that it's been there before. Yeah. Um, and she, not being someone who watches way too much ghost adventures, doesn't rec- doesn't clock that as like, ooh, maybe that's a ghost. Uh, she goes into her apartment. She has two dresses she could wear to this party. There's one that's got a boob window and one that's got a slit down the leg she chooses the leg one because it's red and it's valentine's day i need Um, you say it's valentine's day i need to point something out i don't know if you caught it oh probably didn't um there is the part where she uh feels the ghost chill for the first time yeah it says it was as if she had walked through a freezer she glanced around seeing nothing it wasn't even windy not to mention it was in the middle of july and the weather was warm but it's Anita Thorne, what the Anita Thorne, writer of this story who dropped off the face of the erotica planet, it seems like. What the fuck? It was Halloween night, Friday the 13th. (laughs) It's just. (laughs) If this was a parody or a comedy, that would have been killer. You know, that would have been a really good fucking joke. But. The style of this is such, it feels like it was written quickly and there was no editing done. Mm. I mean, I know I've said this 50 times on the show, but this is perfect, you know, get it out. Um, Maybe this was written close to Valentine's Day in 2013 and it needed to be done quickly. But yeah, it's the middle of July. So we, we go inside the red dress with a sexy red slit. We now have an automatopoeia with dialogue. Um, After pulling on the second shoe over her heel, there was a loud, quote, crash (laughs) behind the closet door, making her jump, which makes me want to read it as the ghost is standing in the closet going, (laughs) crash! (laughs) Noise! (laughs) Scary! Uh, And then she just said, (laughs) she just, she goes to pick up the box that fell over, uh, placed it back on the top shelf, scare the shit out of myself, she said, she laughed nervously, scare the shit out of, not scared, scare, ugh. Now, this author does several things like that that have bothered me, and one of them that keeps recurring which I noticed happens more so in the first part of the story than when we actually get to the meat of it. Um, yeah. It seems like every other sentence or more is like, 
I don't know what the grammatical term would be for it, but it's like opening the door, she blah, 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 or taking off her clothes, she doodle dee. And it's like, that could be very good in certain contexts, but to start every sentence with it was so distracting. Like I had a hard time reading it. Every sentence has a clause with a comma in it at some point. Yeah. Now now that you've said that, it's, I kind of, like, I didn't really stop to process it. But yeah, pizza time, comma, Anna thought excitedly. Um, The excitedly is an advert. I, okay. I know Stephen King uh, throws a hissy fit and says, adverbs are bad. You should never use adverbs. And every English teacher will say that too. And that's, that's more of a, early on thing when you're trying to get someone used to writing you just tell them don't use adverbs because it helps you use more descriptive language and kind of pick and choose your battles instead of just throwing a bunch of of spaghetti on the page but I don't think adverbs are inherently evil it's just Anna thought excitedly pizza time comma Anna Anna thought that's all I need I don't even need that you just say it's pizza time yeah, just put a fucking exclamation mark on there. Uh, kicking off her heels, she oh, her friend calls and cancels on the party. Right. So she, she's like, oh, good, I'm going to get pizza and watch bad movies. So <laughs> we get to this point that I can't tell if it's a cheap attempt at characterizing Anna or if it's meant to be a sort of meta commentary from the author. Like, fuck you, I like Hawaiian pizza because... <laughs> She also, when was this written? It's 20 fucking 13. Um, she would order something on pay-per-view after the pizza had arrived. Either Anna really likes wrestling or Anna is a kind of Luddite who has never heard of fucking Netflix (laughs) in 20 as a career woman in 2013. Anna shouldn't be paying for goddamn pay-per-view. Well, I don't know. I always siphon off other people's Netflixes or is everything that's on pay-per-view Same. basically also on Netflix? My experience with pay-per-view is it's just a ton of channels that are like, you for for $5, you can watch Secondhand Lions right now. <laughs> it, I mean, it's like renting stuff on Amazon, but more expensive in my experience. It just, it's even in 2013, hearing the mention of pay-per-view in this, on this hot, on this hot July Valentine's day, uh, maybe time is just an illusion in this reality we're reading. <laughs> this you is know, the first interest. Maybe it's in Russia, and Russian Valentine's Day <laughs> is in the middle of July, and uh, they still do pay-per-view. Is that culturally <laughs> insensitive? I don't know. Do they- <laughs> Apologies to the one Russian listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Russia, write in and tell me all about the Netflix v. pay-per-view situation. What do people do over there? <laughs> really ragging on slavic people i need to like chill out with that today (laughs) so anna anna after ordering a hawaiian pizza she put down the phone like it's not inherently incendiary to say hawaiian pizza is a thing that exists because it's become a meme that people get irrationally upset or irrationally defensive about the existence of putting pineapple in pizza it's a it's a device through which you eat things i don't give a shit just don't put it on mine uh i just can't i can't tell because this was written in 2013 so i don't know if it's just like well pepperoni's too boring for anna she likes hawaiian you know (laughs) yeah like if Um, she's got to find some way to be quirky or something 
So the thing I like when fun logic is like, I like when we have rules to things, the ghost manifests a rose just when she goes back in the bedroom, there's a rose and she goes, how did that, how did a rose get in here? Anna asked, (laughs) uh, the bed, the corners of the bed, or on a corner of the bed, there's an ass print. This is when your blood fucking chills. Like, that image of a ghost sitting on a bed is iconic. It's usually when someone is in the bed, and it's like someone's sitting on the bed watching them. But that that impression thing, at least for me, someone who read a ton of ghost stories when I was in my teens, that there is something there and then the impression goes away so it's in it's in the room that is ooh cold so i'm like oh we're going to do some this is the part where she gets freaked out and then the ghost has to kind of win her back so that the ghost can get laid right like that's where <laughs> i was at at this moment nope <laughs> no also from here on content warning I will have my robot assistant spit out a time code here. Victoria and I are about to talk about the part of the story that contains what you saw in the content warnings. If you're listening to this on the website, the ghost forces itself on Anna. It is I, ghost computer assistant robot to tell you to skip to 21 minutes and 42 seconds if you wish to skip discussion of the gross scene. So we're going to talk about that now. So... Um, what the fuck (laughs) is with the story? I, okay. Jumping into this, I was like, oh, why do you just throw that on people, right? Um, yeah. As I read some more, I think that it's just part of this author's personal fantasy. Yep. And I don't necessarily think that it is morally wrong. Because I know that that's a valid fantasy and, like, even a lot of survivors engage with their trauma in that way by, like, taking control of a situation like that in their fantasies. Uh, But the fact that it just doesn't advertise that at all, like, at all, at all. Especially because, you know, with leading up to this and with the cover and everything, you would think that it would be really loving and, you know, oh, Valentine's Day, that means it's going to be really fluffy and happy. Um, Normally when stories end up without warning having a character you know uh just taking whatever they want from another character at least there will be the buzzwords like dominant or dominated or whatever like there's none of that here so it's like a very big like break screeching moment that's the thing like that really fucks with me here is i don't know who the fuck anita thorne is Anita Thorne's name means nothing. I don't know that Anita Thorne's website, or at least used to be, it's gone now, was horrorerotica.com, right? And the word horror is not in the title of the story. Here is the entire description on Amazon. Summary. Anna is lonely on Valentine's Day after work. Invited to a singles party, she almost wound up having a fun evening. What she doesn't know is just how much more fun she had by staying in, as an unexpected phantom visit f- unexpected phantom visitor sweeps her up in romance throughout the night. This title contains male-female, penetration, oral, ghost sex, 
and more. Guess what? The Anita and more and Ev- is fucking get, done work. <laughs> assault. Doesn't work. You don't get to and more your content warnings, you piece of shit. Because I'm usually nice to author. I try to be as nice as I can in this. And in this story, Anna Anna is that kind of generic protagonist where it where it's the narrative going, it's okay. She's into it. But right. that I don't it is the onus is on you as a writer to tell me what is in your kinky story because erotica has a very different social contract with the reader than a than just a rando book does. Um, this isn't a situation where I saw a goofy title and was like, "Let's read that; it'll be funny." Some somewhat is. I mean, there's a reason we're here, but. I also read the description because ghost stuff does always walk a fine line. This one, the ghost who doesn't get a name and I I'm I'm fine with that, but it straight up pushes her down on the bed, pulls her panties aside. Um and then we get the wonderful piece of dialogue. What are you? <laughs> uh We get the beginning of sensation play, which I like. I like logic to ghosts and this one is kind of pulling from some existing stuff like cold chills ghosts are cold so the way they get around that is when it touches anna the initial contact is cold but then after it's been there for a second it feels like a person so there's warmth to it and there's a lot of sensation play with any time the ghost touches her in a new spot or moves somewhere else that cold comes back that's a fun that's a fun kind of kink play thing and I'm into it as a as a concept. It's just wasted. <laughs> she felt confused inside. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Um but if it was framed as a, you know, like dubious consent or like assault yep. fantasy, then like that could be really empowering for a lot of people. So you really blew it. Yeah. Anita. Packaged right. I wouldn't have mentioned it. I would have just said, hey, y'all, we're about to talk about some content that will make a lot of people uncomfortable. Here's the time code. Instead, there's just content. Um, what's what's really fucked up here is the, the selling point is unexpected phantom visitor sweeps her up in romance throughout the night. He fingers her, eats her out, they uh there's oral and sex and then bath time and this really wrote and this supposedly romantic bath scene happens with fucking rose petals on the floor and everything before bath time though we gotta we yeah, gotta confirm right? he does bust a chilly ghostly nut all up in her oh Just we'll FYI. get to that <laughs> we'll get to that but these things like in the bath can happen after but what about what about, you know, let's steal from Ghost. Why don't we have a shoulder massage? Why not romantic music turns on? There can be two or three more pages of her realizing there's a ghost in the apartment, freaking out, and then the ghost does some stuff to be like, hey, I'm I'm fine. We're cool. I just want to How about fuck. we hang out together? Yeah. Yeah, let's fuck. Like, like, there are probably some fun ways to convey, yo, I'm dead, and you're like, <laughs> al- you're alone. Let's make this happen. 
And that would be, it wouldn't be like serious and romantic, but it would be funny. And you know what? It would make it even more sweet that after he does come inside her twice, there's like some silence and then there's some noises in the bat in the bathroom and somehow there's a full bath. There's rose petals everywhere. There's candles. It's just nice. And the ghost is nice. And then the ghost starts breaking reality and does some fun, weird sex shit. Okay, so, the heated phantom latched onto her clit again, sparking warm waves of pleasure throughout her thighs and body. Her back arched slightly as what felt like a finger made its way inside, slowly into her wet entry. Okay. It felt like a finger, but it wasn't. But it wasn't! Uh, (laughs) The sex is obviously where Thorne wanted to be in this, because the sex has way more uh, solid sentence structure. And there's a lot more mm-hmm. detail that is worth having. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the sex is written first and the rest of the story is just kind of wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. Her dress gets pulled off. Um, <laughs> the pizza box just... Get, oh, that's the other thing. The ghost scares the shit out of the pizza guy because I guess the ghost is threatened by other males. Because <laughs> the pizza guy knocks on the door and then you hear a... <laughs> and then he runs away and the pizza's just on the ground. Yeah, like, uh, it's like a dog seeing another dog. Yeah. But a ghost. Uh, The door slammed before her, and the red dress she wore was yanked upward and over her head. She didn't fight it. She had silently been hoping the night wasn't over yet. Um, Yeah, then there's a ghost blowjob, which I really liked because I thought about that fucking scene in, what is it, Scary Movie 2? (laughs) I'm actually not familiar with that. You'll have to enlighten me. Um, I forget what movie it's making fun of. I think it's, like, one of the Poltergeist sequels or some shit like that. But there's a scene where, insert, I think it's Carmen Electra or someone of that ilk, big-boobed and conventionally attractive, is in bed in this haunted house. And then the spooky movie they're aping is there's a ghost in the room and then it makes her, like, go up the walls and onto the ceiling and shit, Mm -hmm. like it inverts gravity. But in this, she's like sleeping and then like the actor pushes their tongue into their cheek to imply there's a dick being put in their mouth. So there's a ghost blowjob and then the ghost like fucks them up the ceiling and onto the, (laughs) or up the wall onto the ceiling. It's a very stupid, goofy movie sex joke. But I'm thinking about that while reading this because it's like, and then there was something trying to get into her mouth, and then she let it, and it was a ghost dick. <laughs> and then the cum was cold in her throat, and I'm like, yes, consistency. Where does it say that? I didn't even notice that he he uh, came twice. I didn't realize that it was in her throat. Oh, wait, he might have not come down her throat. Uh, Where is the blowjob? Well, it says there's a short chill in the back of her throat replaced by a warm feeling shortly afterwards. That'll do it. <laughs> I, and then they have sex. The, the ghost comes inside her. Although she felt she still felt her own juices running onto the bed, she was drifting off into sleep when there was a loud... And she jerked upright in alarm. I love that there's almost a Mary Poppins level logic to the ghost that it can just make things happen. Because... <laughs> The pop also has quote marks mm-hmm. pop. from the bathroom. I need to hurt. Pop. 
Tiny Ghost doing his own sound effects. Yeah, like he doesn't have he doesn't have chains. <laughs> jingle, he doesn't jingle. have anything. Jingle, jingle, jingle. She literally says out loud, "What are you doing?" And this is where I was like, "Oh yes, mirror writing, great, love it." There's a bath. She's put into the bath, and then we get the weird reality break, or like the weird physicality breaking sex scene, <laughs> which or oral sex scene, because she gets a nice massage, and then things start to get a little weird. I kind of like it though. Um, I'm into it because. There are several parts where if you were to read it as two humans getting it on, you'd be like, okay, you can't be rubbing physically possible. their shoulders and then, like, eating them out and then, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but as a ghost who is very clearly outside of the physical constraints of, like, the real world, I think it does actually make sense. Yeah, it's sort of like Beetlejuice roles where they... They're dead and kind of psych, or they kind of have telekinetic powers where she's getting a shoulder rub and the ghost is in the bath eating her out. And of course, in, a, in the one moment I sympathize with Anna, she starts having the thought, can ghosts breathe underwater while getting eaten out? <laughs> and as someone whose brain wanders while anything is happening, regardless of if it's grocery shopping, sex, whatever, just the, can ghosts breathe underwater? Just, <laughs> it's a big just move. got me. It's a big move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is interesting, too, because the author notes that the water moves for Anna, but not for the ghost. Um, and yeah. I commend them for, like, solidifying that, yes, things are physically weird, but the, the ghost is, like, the, you know, normal physical laws don't apply to the ghost. Um, I also just love the visual image of, like, if this were a comic or an animated video or something, there would be, like, the white outline to indicate where the ghost is to the viewer. And there's just... The the ghost head is in the tub. The shoulders are underneath the tub. And then there's just two feet hanging through the ceiling in the apartment below. And there's just people in that apartment losing their minds. <laughs> there's just a ghost dick and two legs hanging through the ceiling. <laughs> oh, my God. And then there's, like, this negative ending. And it's... I mean, it's a positive ending for Anna getting some ghost dick in future, but she falls. She it's this wonderful romantic thing. They have all this sex, and then the ghost wraps her in a towel, which is not drying off, no matter what any movie says. Wraps her in a towel, carries her into the bedroom, and here is where this ghost fucking delivers. Because not only is the bed made, the ghost has washed. All the sheets and the the duvet. Everything's washed and warm out of the dryer. Tucks her into bed. And she falls asleep for way too long. Um, <laughs> I just love this because it felt like I was reading like a boxcar children, like scholastic paperback where when things go right for a character, they go way too right. Like, like it's just impossibly perfect. Like, Oh, you've been living in a boxcar because your parents are dead. Turns out granddad's loaded. And then you live in a mansion. Uh, it's just like this ghost made your bed and washed everything. I, <laughs> yeah, 
that's part of what gave me the vibe of like this being the author's personal fantasy. And I think this one is a little bit different because I don't know if I can say that the story is not self-serious, but there is a very overarching element of, yes, this is a fantasy, like, you know, let's have candy for dinner instead of trying to yeah, let's have, know, fun. have a dessert after we eat our veggies. Like, no, we don't need the veggies. Let's skip to the good stuff. Let's make him, oh, he's perfect. He would wash the dishes and vacuum the rug happily and, you know, whatever. Like, perfect ghost man. Like, you want a ghost to fuck you? Okay, well, not only is he a ghost, but also he's a good guy. Like, he's a nice dude. Right. Yeah. Except for the part where he forces himself on you but that's secretly what you want and he knows it because he's a ghost with his ghost powers there's this there's this trope with romance where it's like you know the perfect guy and the joke is like men don't read it because it's all this frou-frou shit they don't do right so it makes them feel insecure like they're insecure because they don't they can't uh, they can't aspire to be the fabio who does all the dishes and shit but i would much have rather this story have been Anna, a homebody, gets invited to a Valentine's Day party, goes out to her car, is ready, is in her sexy dress and everything, ready to leave, and gets canceled on, and then sadly walks back inside. That's when she hits the ghost. The ghost sees what's happening, and then we have this sort of like, you know, 90s decom situation where there's a lot, there's some, you know, fun missteps with the ghost trying to introduce itself, and. You know, oh my god, are you suggesting clean. an awkward nerdy ghost? I am not, maybe not awkward nerdy, but I am like, it can be. It's just, I want to, I would rather know who Anna is as a character. <laughs> I would rather Anna be like wearing a frumpy sweater and like the dress is draped over the fucking, you know, couch and she's. She's not sad because she doesn't have someone to fuck on Valentine's Day, but she's just like kind of bummed out because you know a social thing got canceled. Yeah, she was into it. She had she has makeup on and everything. Now she's eating Ben and Jerry's, and then we get this fun sort of courtship where the ghost is like, "Hey, listen, I've been dead for however many years. I need to get laid. I've been dead since the eighties. I haven't heard a single since then. Let's get it on." And look, here's what I can do. And then the dishes are done or whatever. Uh, so it's not necessarily a, like a, a, a sex for services thing. It's not necessarily a sex in exchange for a thing. <laughs> but it's just like, listen, I'm not, I, I can be a nice person. Let's have some fun. And then the sex scene happens and it's the ghost flexing on her, but she's also consenting to it. So it's not her being confused and scared. It's her being confused and like, this is weird and I'm into it. And then the story could continue that like, you know, what would have been the, the, the ending is she sleeps so long. She gets a call from her coworker and, and the coworker is like, the boss is losing his shit. Why are you late? What happened? And um the the friend and anna's like well i met a guy and she's like that doesn't work get a better excuse click um (laughs) so the end of the story is she finds a note from the ghost literally just written on a torn off piece of paper saying you know had fun can't wait for next time winky emoji wouldn't it be great if she woke up super late 
and is like fuck but then checks uh but then like checks her email or something and finds out there's a sent mail from her account with a really good excuse that will get like she's like the ghost sent an email to her boss making up an excuse as to why she can't come into work that day on time. So, like, everything was taken care of because everything is taken care of after the sex except that. There's just this weird negative spin to the, spin to the ending. It doesn't need to... Like, it's almost like punishing her for having fun. Right. Like, punishing her for, for having a good time with this ghost friend. So, like... Like, why, like, what purpose does it serve that, you know, oh, she slept in, okay. It's almost like the author was too busy trying to just form a coherent, like, logical, linear progression of events to where they weren't thinking, like, does this fit the mood of the story and, like, does it matter? It's like, oh, well, she... Why is she sleeping in? Well, because she got dicked so good by the ghost dick. Okay, so when you sleep in, what yeah. happens? You miss work. Okay, when you miss work, you know, then your coworker gets mad at you. It's it's like you could have easily been like, oh, she enjoyed her Saturday morning because, you know, who has a party on a fucking work night, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. It could have been, you know, that, that it was a Friday night and, and then, like, this whole issue could have been avoided, like... The author chose to include this, and that's weird to me. Yeah. The The note from the ghost, I hope it was better than pizza and bad movies. Enjoy the flowers. I look forward to next time. Her, fl- her face flushed red as Anna silently hoped her visitor wouldn't be long in returning. Why, as, as a writer who knows you're not going to come back to this... Why package it in such a weird way? Like, I, it's fun having little wink sequel. Like, having a nice ending on it's fun, but why have that weird emotional roller coaster of fuck I'm late? Because fuck I'm late is a thing we've all felt deeply. It's a thing every human being in America probably can relate to at some point in their life. So that's going to bring up some anxiety. Mm-hmm. Why have your fuck book end like that? <laughs> yeah. Also, you know what? She never ate her dinner. She never ate that pizza. She just got an entire busted up cold pizza on the floor. Like, probably woozy because she didn't get protein. Oh, wait, she no, drank she champagne ghost. in the bath. Yeah, and ate ghost cum, so that was probably enough of a dinner. High in protein, but not filling. <laughs> <laughs> filling in the wrong way. Uh, okay, so the thing... The thing I come to more often than not, the thing I arrive at reading erotica for the show more often than not is it's fine, but like, I don't want to sit here and go, I could write better. I haven't written erotica. I'm a straight white dude. No matter how good, no matter how good of an idea I have, there's going to be some shortcomings to it. I'm also a fairly vanilla person. Like I've read kinks. I appreciate them standing, standing 20 feet away. I appreciate them. (laughs) I give them their space. I'm not going to be able to write certain things as well as other people are, but I just look at stories like this and go, why didn't you just Go for it. Yeah. It's restra- It's restrained in certain ways, and it goes way too far in other ways. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the whole issue, like, you know, every time I say is that they didn't necessarily lean into it hard enough. 
Um, I would say this one leans into it a lot more than other stories I've read. Oh, yeah. Um, but maybe not in a satisfactory way. And I don't know if that's just personally because I am so picky when it comes to this kind of material. Like, I can yeah. read it and not be, like, bothered, but, like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm into this. It's like, I feel like uh, I have such impossibly high standards. Maybe I'm an unfair critic of erotica. Well, that's the thing, though, right? Because we want to we wanna be able to recommend stuff to people and be like, hey, this is fun. And that first ghost story we, re- we read... Um, I can't even remember Dominated the name of it. I'll dig it up. Ghostly touch. That's it. That one had like there was a reason for the person to be in a haunted house. They there's a I mean there's kind of consent maybe. Uh, there's characterization. The ghost can talk. Yeah. <laughs> in this one, the ghost doesn't talk, which that's fine. I just find myself like this. This is somewhat arousing, I guess, but the part of it that isn't meant to be arousing does not serve the part that is sex. Yeah. Those two should work together because that's what erotica is for. Right. It's to in, it's to be aroused by, it's to be enjoyed. Or to anticipate This feels like fan fiction someone adapted. Yeah. But even like, then, Anna like, is... fan fiction a lot of time has a higher attention to craft. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight or Twilight to Fifty Shades as as irreparably horrible as Fifty Shades is. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> it's a perfect example of how it's the fact that it has source material makes it weaker. There is zero explanation when when Christian Grey was Edward. It made sense because Carlisle was filthy fucking rich because he's a vampire and he's had years to build wealth. So the idea that um, Edward's just pissing away money in this AU, he's just pissing away money on like wells in fucking Bolivia or whatever the he's a nice guy plot line is, I forget. Um, he has all this money even though he does all these wasteful things with it. That makes complete sense. When you just say, he's a billionaire and he's kind of nice. He spends a lot of money on nice things. And he's not bald <laughs> like Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anna, does, Anna doesn't really, she's a career woman. Who, who the fuck cares? It is two, it's 2013 when this came out. It's 2019 now. That whole, she's a hard-working woman and doesn't have time for no Well, man. here's the thing, right? Like, there are elements that maybe the author thought that made sense and, like, fit with her character, yep. but it just wasn't, we weren't hit on the head with it. Because a lot of times with erotic art, like, you aren't going to have all the blood in your brain, ideally, so you're nope. not going to be nope. able to pick up everything unless you're fucking smacked with that narrative hammer. So, you know, it would make sense that maybe, like, her relationship to you know this party of like she doesn't want to go because she's exhausted from fucking working so much maybe talk about that talk about how you know she doesn't have time to date because she's working so much or you know or even better she just doesn't really like it's fine you know what i mean like she goes on tinder occasionally yeah and she gets laid sometimes and that's all she needs you know what Maybe, maybe, just maybe, when the party's canceled, she goes, oh, great, I've got that toy I bought a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm going to have some fun. And that starts the conversation of sex is going to happen tonight, and the ghost hears or sees that and goes, hey. 
<laughs> I got something to offer in this field. Um, that's your way of making it not yikesy. Yeah. Or that's a way of making it not yikesy. There's infinite ways to do this story. There's infinite ways to write anything. Um, at this point, it's just turned into Gavin gives a workshop on writing erotica as someone who's never written erotica that has been published. Uh, so, taking this as a package, uh, Victoria, what is your final opinion on my Valentine's Day ghost? Uh, it's not the worst that we've read on the mm -hmm. show. Um, and there are actually parts of it that I did kind of like. Um, Same. I think that it doesn't do anything for me. Um, and I could see it being potentially problematic to readers. So I would say... It's probably not worth it if you're trying to find a good ghost fucker story. Um, I think that there are better ones out there. But it's also like, mm -hmm. if you're like, I have read every ghost fuck story and I need more, then like, you probably might like this one. If you're an official. It's also 99 cents. It is 99 cents. The, the problem with that is this is just old enough and the author quit just... I think the author quit just before Kindle Unlimited became a thing because mm. it is only 99 cents. Do not go onto fucking iTunes and pay $3 for this because it is on iTunes books for $3. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, don't um, pay $3 for it. I'll say this. Erotica in which... a a woman is the main character written by a woman. I will applaud that because there's so much of it that is written by men. Um, this, if you ever want to write erotica about a character, be it a ghost, be it a planeswalker, whatever the fuck. If you want to write about a character that can kind of break the rules of uh, physics or is invisible, buy this consider it 99 cent research and then read it and think about what you might do in that situation instead of like, I'm not recommending people get this story and then just rewrite it and make more money, but it is good research to show like, here's how kind of good, like it kind of works. Yeah. Like, sometimes I watch tutorials on YouTube to do things with, like, audio editing or Photoshop, and, I'll, and the person takes the most backwards-ass way to do a thing because that's how they learn how to do it, and there's a much easier shortcut or something like that. And in my head, I'm like, oh, wait, no, you just do... And I'll have accidentally taught myself a thing. Consider this the book version of that. <laughs> it's also, like, 12 pages. It's 99 cents. It's 12 pages. You know what? If you jerked off to it once and it... And, Hey, that's worth more than 99 cents. Uh, that is My Valentine's Day Ghost by Anita Thorne. Thank you so much for joining me again for a, for a eh, ghost story. One Victoria. of these days we're going to find a fucking nuclear hot ghost story. Hell yeah. Can't wait. Uh, until then. Well, one of these days we'll find a story where <laughs> I'm actually we impressed. don't start off with having to qualify. Like, I'm not into this, but we still seem to be here. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I, I maybe I came off as defensive. I'm a no. I got. You. I'm just noting that there's a weird pattern happening, even though I'm not particularly drawn to this particular kink per se. 
the the weird pattern is Gavin is easily seduced by goofy covers. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Victoria, where can people find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at Star Star Party. I'm on Instagram at Star Star Dot Party. My website is starstarparty.com. If you look for Star Star Party, you'll probably find me. I also uh I have a comic, uh, Mid Century Modern Love. It's gonna get to porn eventually. Uh, you should go read it if you want. <laughs> some porn that is myself approved because i've made it so like yeah i will i will say uh if you are on discord for any amount of time and you would like to join uh the host of the red light library and some fans on it there is a link in the description on the website which is rllpod.com we finally got a url that's not a wordpress uh so yeah uh our initials red light library rllpod.com there is a link to the discord an invite link to the discord in this show post you should join us if only because victoria oh sweet victoria <laughs> loves to what post did I do? <laughs> you post work in progress stuff of like not safe for work commissions and uh uh mid-century modern <laughs> whenever you're like at the at the the stage where you want to like just see what other people think and it's awesome it is uh, well that's good to hear also also your shit posts are just chef's kiss <laughs> fantastic uh yeah also the rest of us shit post stuff all the time you can go check out sometimes i'll like live tweet when i find weird porn and just take screenshots of it of like Good God, there was a night where I found some Fortnite stuff and it was nuts. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you can tell when I'm getting a little bit in a frisky mood and I'm getting into dark corners of the internet based on what I post on there. <laughs> I'll tell you, if you can dig it up, me in the, uh, I think it's, I think I call it like new erotic artworks or something like that. That channel where I did the, um, the erotic <laughs> the the, uh, the screenshots of Fortnite porn I started off making fun of this compilation I started off making fun of this compilation and by the end of it I was incensed for the creators the hardworking creators of this Fortnite 3D porn who were getting ripped off yeah. <laughs> and their ad revenue was fucked yeah. oh man I that's love going why, on journeys like that that's why when Pornhub's like oh Tumblr closed well artists are always welcome here bitch no I am not supporting your ass with my artwork. No. You can find Victoria at those places. You can find the web. You can find the podcast at rllpod.com. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at the pod report, T-H-E-P-O-D-R-E-P-O-R-T. I want to say thank you to everyone who supported my sci-fi series, Standard Docking Procedure on Indiegogo. It ended two days ago and just wow we cannot wait to get started on that if you want to learn about that show i've already used my one call to action so ha <laughs> you can learn about it elsewhere thank you so much for listening and thank you victoria for joining me Absolutely. on this little adventure all right thank you so much listener we'll see you next tuesday 